pray this morning. Lord Jesus, we are confident that in you and your coming into this world, we have seen the light, the light that drives the darkness away. And so continue to enlighten us today through your words. In your name we pray. Amen. As we get started this morning, I want to invite you just to close your eyes with me for a moment. And I want you to picture yourself in the early morning hours, rolling out of bed. And you get out from underneath the covers and you're drenched in darkness. You open up the curtain and you peek outside. And the neighborhood is completely dark. None of the neighbors are even up yet at this point. So you stumble into the kitchen. You begin brewing a pot of coffee. You take that cup with you into the living room. You nestle yourself into a comfortable chair and you just sit there. And take in those early morning moments. And then to the east, outside of your bay window in the kitchen, you start to see it. The light breaking on the horizon. The sun begins to rise. And a smile creases your face as you silently pray to yourself, Lord, this is the day that you have made. Help me to rejoice and be glad in it. You can open your eyes. You know, that scene for me as someone who's a morning person never gets old. Whether it's watching it from the comfort of my own home, whether it's at a cabin, at the lake, or outside in the beauties of creation, I love watching the sunrise. And there's a word that describes that moment. It's an epiphany. See, an epiphany means for something to shine forth, for light to break into the darkness. So here we are as a church, and we're entering into the season of Epiphany, a season where light breaks into the darkness. But right now, not everybody is experiencing the light. I can think about people who live up in Barrow, Alaska. That's the northernmost city in the United States. It's 330 miles north of the Arctic Circle. And right now, they have no natural light. In fact, since early November, the sun hasn't risen. To the end of January, they will not see a sunrise. And we think we have it bad here in Minnesota right now. We have a little less than nine hours of natural daylight. The sun comes up a little bit before eight. The sun sets a little bit before five, which means for some of you, you're commuting to work in the dark and you're coming home from work and it's still dark outside. Can you imagine to experience that level of darkness in our lives? It affects us because a lack of light can lead to depression. You guys ever heard of seasonal affective disorder or SAD? A lot of people are beginning to experience that at this time of year. In fact, 10 million people in the United States alone will experience seasonal affective disorder. Somewhere between 10 and 20% of our population on some level experience it. And maybe you're one of those people. And sad does what it is. It makes you sad. It leaves you with this lethargy where you have a, a lack of energy 
and you're just not excited about a lot. You're down on yourself because there's a lack of light. We're also on the heels of Christmas. So there's the after Christmas letdown, and maybe some of you are experiencing that. I mean, the festivities are over, the family is gone, and now you find yourself all alone. And that's where depression starts to set in on some level. And darkness overtakes us. And maybe that's what you're experiencing on some level in your life. Maybe it's the seasonal affective disorder. Maybe it's the after Christmas letdown. Or maybe it's some level of depression in your life, mild or moderate. Or you're struggling with a loss, or you're grieving, or you're struggling with an addiction. And what does it do? It causes us to become more and more depressed. See, our lives can be very dark. But not only is our life dark, but our world is also dark. We live in a dark world. We call that sin and evil. There's violence, there's greed, there's murder, there's abuse, there's genocide. It is all around us. And sometimes we get to this place where we're overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed by our own darkness. We're overwhelmed by the darkness that surrounds us in our life. Some of you are like, hey, thanks for the pick-me-up sermon today, Pastor. I really appreciate that one. I mean, I... But if we're honest, that's where some of us are this morning. And I want to acknowledge that. Some of us are in the dark. We're drenched in darkness. But we don't need to stay there. Let me take us to a text from the Gospel of John. And this is the way that he starts his Gospel about the story of Jesus. He says, In the beginning was the Word. By the way, the Word is his way of talking about Jesus. Pre-incarnate, pre-baby Jesus, he is the Word. He's God speaking. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And then here's the crescendo of the text. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Now, just go back to the beginning. Those opening words. Does it remind you of another story in Scripture that begins with the words, in the beginning. Absolutely. He's hearkening back to the story of creation. So there's a tie-in that he wants to make between God acting and creating the world and God acting in the coming of his son, Jesus. So let's just take a look at those opening words from the book of Genesis. It says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And the first thing that God says is this, let there be light. And there was light. It's that epiphany moment. It's the light shining forth. There's parallels in the story. The story begins with a world drenched in darkness, with emptiness and formlessness. And we see that even in the story of Christ entering this world, the darkness, the sin, the evils that were rampant in the world at that time. And yet, God breaks into the darkness 
with an overwhelming light. That's what John wants us to know. Going all the way back to creation, God breaks into the deep darkness and says, let there be light. And light explodes onto the scene and pushes back the darkness. And then in the coming of Christ, he shows up and he drives back the darkness. And once again, God says, let there be light. And later in the Gospel of John, he will say, I am the light of the world. The light that breaks into the darkness. The light that no darkness can overcome. Because here's the thing. Light is always greater than darkness. You know that from a scientific standpoint. You know that if you flip the lights on in a room, the darkness disappears. You know that as you watch the sun rise on the horizon, all of a sudden the darkness begins to drift away. Because light is always greater than darkness. And that's what what John invites us to realize, not only from a scientific level, but from a spiritual level as well. Wherever you find yourself experiencing darkness in your life, when the light of Christ shows up, it always drives away the darkness. Evil cannot coexist with the light of Christ. And so whenever, whether it's the evil around us or the emotions within us, when we expose ourselves to the light of Christ, it always drives away the darkness. So if you're here today and you're experiencing some level of darkness in your life, maybe it's you're struggling with depression or, or seasonal affective disorder or, or you're just dealing with loneliness or grief in your life, some level of darkness, some level of sin in your life, what do we do with that when we find ourselves in the dark? We expose ourselves to the light. Psychologists know this. For seasonal affective disorder, there's actually something called light therapy where you will expose yourself to light. Put yourself underneath a box of light for a certain period during the day and it, and it begins to produce higher levels of serotonin in your brain which then begins to give you an increased level of energy to make up for the lack of natural light that you're experiencing if you were to be outside, if there was a longer if there were long, more hours of daylight for you. So think about that. Not, not that when we expose ourselves to the light of Christ that the serotonin levels increase, but when it comes to the activity of our soul, there's an increase, there's a spike in that as we expose ourselves to that light. As we expose ourselves to His Word. His Word that not only spoke at creation, His Word that not only became flesh incarnate in his son Jesus, but his word that is alive and active in our lives here today. As we expose ourselves to that word, as we expose ourselves to his spirit, as we put ourselves in this space this morning, a place of worship, we're exposing ourselves to light. We are experiencing light therapy. And it begins to change us because the light always is greater than the darkness. The light drives away. The light pierces the darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome that. So whenever we are exposing ourselves to these truths of God's word, we are driving away the darkness in our lives. So as we wrap things up this morning, I want to invite you to close your eyes once again. Put yourself in a place of darkness. 
And maybe it's not physical darkness, but it's that emotional darkness, it's that spiritual darkness. And maybe for some of you it's not hard for you to imagine this because you're struggling with seasonal affective disorder. You're struggling with depression. Your mood is up and down, sometimes more down than up. Or maybe it's somebody close to you and you see and sense their struggles. Or maybe it's a sin in your own heart and in your own life and the struggle therein. Feel that darkness. And then listen to these words. These words that Isaiah says. It says, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And later he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you. Open your eyes. God wants each of us to experience an epiphany. As we see the sun rise, not only the S-U-N, maybe some of you saw that this morning, but the S-O-N, the sun that rises, whether the sun rises in Barrow, Alaska this morning or not, whether the sun is shining in your life or not, the sun, God's son, Jesus, who is the light of the world, the one who steps into our darkness, who takes our darkness into himself, who absorbs that, who takes our sin and all of the evils of the world into his body and suffers at the cross in utter darkness for us. And then is buried, only to rise again. The sun breaks forth. There's an epiphany happening. So this morning... Know that truth. Whatever darkness you find yourself in, may you know that the sun is rising. The light of God's sun is shining upon you. And as you realize that, may a smile crease your face as you simply call out to him in prayer, Lord, this is the day that you have made. Help me to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.